I am the law, and this is a podcast. That's right, this is Henry Gilbert on Cape Crisis, issue number 26. Uh, I'm your host, H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G, on Twitter. That's where you'll find me. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh, This is the podcast about comic book sequential art, graphic novels, all that she is knit. I'm here with my regular buddies. First up, co-host with the co-most. I say that I've said that about seven times. Brett Elston. No, Chris Antista. I didn't know if that was intentional. You never know. You never know. I believe you introduced uh, last week's second segment as Talk Radar. That was it was that was forty percent a joke. Oh. <laughs> I I pranked myself. Sixty percent yearning. So you started saying it and then realized I can make this sound like a joke halfway through yeah. awk and, and maybe I'll trick people into thinking I I'm did it really, on purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's basically everything that comes out of my mouth. Well, you don't have to. T- a big fuck. I didn't get laser time up this weekend. Computer dead. Travel out of town. Sick. Exhausted. Mm. Yes, there was even recorded an episode. Yeah, we and, did it last week. Mm-hmm. Um, nah, man. But hey, at least we have one in the. We got one in the can. Maybe we'll record some more this weekend. Who knows? We, we better. We have to, or That's else, or else we'll never record we got again. Sponsors now. Well, we got Tokyo to go to. Yeah, That's we got to go to the, Tokyo. Oh my god. That's in the future. Anyway, also here, he talked a little bit. The wild child himself, Tyler Wild. <laughs> That's me. Hi. I'm sorry if I cough through this whole episode. Still sick, sick too? No. Yeah. Did you pick up anything worse at PAX? No, I don't think I doubled up. I think I was like <laughs> sick before PAX and then tried to, my best to put it aside and forget mm. that I was sick so I could go drink every night and then got back and was like, oh, crap. I think I did. Uh, kids, a lot of people mm. have seen it. There is a Ryu Ryu re- retrospective I did for Street Fighter's 25th anniversary. I had to push that live from PAX. I did the VO... Like a while ago, before I got sick, mm-hmm. and then I don't know what the fuck happened. I'm like editing the video, and I was doing it minute by minute. Like I'll take a minute of audio, mm-hmm. uh, and then I get to the last part, and the last part of the audio contains the middle of six laser times ago <laughs> podcast. Like I, <laughs> if you've ever edited a podcast, that's nearly impossible to happen. That like someone, it's sense. like a prank somebody did on you. <laughs> so I'm, I'm missing, and I'm only missing one line. It's like a solar ray hit your hard drive and scrambled up uh, or gamma rays, maybe. I I had to re-record the line in my PAX hotel room, incredibly sick. So, but (laughs) what was the line? But people note people have only noticed in the video, like like how come at minute three three twenty mark the narrator changes? It didn't change, (laughs) but everybody noticed. Even my employees, like who edited the last, who narrated the last half? Like that was. Also, me. That's fine. When I put up, I was in a YouTube video that was watched by, it got about uh, 14,000 views, and uh, only my hands were in it, and most of the comments, there were like at least 12 comments that said, congratulations on hitting puberty, and then the other, and then a couple more were, clip your fingernails. (laughs) Did you respond the way you would, I believe we said that twice in the show, and you go, no, in when I looked at them, I just thought to myself, "I'm glad I'm not on YouTube more because this would win me. I would kill myself." All you'd have to do soon. is clip your fingernails. It's not about no, my voice though. The voice, your voice, it hurt my feelings. Oh, did they say bad shit? They yes, they said that my voice 
sounded like I just hit puberty, and that's not true. It's not true at all. No, no, not yeah. at all. It sounded right. like you just recently passed puberty. Um, uh, <laughs> just, just, uh, fanning the flames. My coworker Greg, like he, he's on the stream all the time, and like I love the way he, he gets shit and then like frets about it. Like, man, they said on the stream I look like Moby with cancer. Oh. And I think I do. I do what? look like Moby with cancer. Like, Greg, calm down. <laughs> oh, what up, Moby? Greg. All right, well, anyway, yes, we all just came back from PAX. PAX. The, the Penny Arcade Expo in mm-hmm. Seattle, mm-hmm. Washington. It's really good to see all you guys out there. That was this so was, fun. Yes, I want to say that right now. I met uh, about seven people who recognized me. It was really nice seeing you guys. Thank you. I met um, uh, that ATG Turbo, AG Turbo, Turbo. guy. Turbo. You know, people know him as Turbo. You, you know Turbo. You know I Turbo. thought he said he was the other Turbo. I thought we had two oh, Turbos. Oh, we have two Turbos? I don't know. And uh, then also someone whose name I can't remember, but you gave me some Goon comics. Thank you oh, very shit. much. Yes. I, mm. Did he talk to you too? Yes, I did. I saw him on the last day. But he yeah. gave me the Goon comics first. So those are mine. You're never getting them. I said, he, I said I'm dying to read those. I'm going to try and get them from Henry. And are you going to read them? You're going to read them, right? Yeah, I'm going to read them. Okay. Uh, and lots of other fans. It made me feel like such a cool guy where I was at, uh, like, uh, I was I was at official, like, uh, things for work to, and having a PR dude talk to me. And then all of a sudden a fan comes up like, hey, I love your podcast. You're great. Thanks. Like I was like, wow. I look like such a big shot in front of this guy. This is why you guys went to PAX all those times, to get that wonderful feeling of meeting, I'm not gonna meeting your fans in person. And you I, are a big shot. I denied myself that so many times. It's terrible. Did you meet a lot of fans, Tyler? Yeah, I met lots of people. Mm-hmm. Um, you had a whole PC Gamer panel, so you must have met people who like you for PC Gamer as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, they exist. <laughs> they do exist, and they came, and it was good to see everyone, and I saw some, you know... Some 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 long standing fans of all the stuff we've done, mm-hmm. uh, which is good. People have followed us from so many podcasts mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. podcast to podcast. Surprised, uh, surprised at how many people don't listen to any of these shows. Though. Yeah, <laughs> they listen. need to. They've, I, I don't know why I'm telling them on the show they don't listen to. But yes. hey, hey, you better start listening. Yeah, better start <laughs> listening. <laughs> it's the thing to listen um, to. Yeah, mm-hmm. I hung out with lots of people. Uh, our buddy Curtis uh, Zabusan. Cool guy. Oh, I think I saw him too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. cool, cool guy. Good times. Yeah, we even and we all met up at the at the that Assassin's was, Creed food truck. We didn't record an episode because I didn't have the equipment. I was scared doing it under my new employer. And the reality is, nobody listens to those live shows. Yeah, those never. Those are fun for everyone there, and then yes. listening, it's just a. But nobody a, listens. Not even the people. The people there listen. <laughs> no, and I didn't want to take there. all the time and risk to do it. Uh, but the, the definite highlight was we went to GameWorks anyway, got hammered, played a ton of games, and I believe ended the, the evening playing Baker Street and Careless Whisper on 40 or 50 kazoos we bought with tickets we yes, won at Ski Bowl. Uh, <laughs> well, there was that guy. Game. There was the that saxophone that man. Landed. That saxophone man was yes. outside PAX two nights playing that fucking Careless song. Whisper over and over again. That's the only oh, song I'd learn on it. Did he know? Song. Did he know that that was like a popular meme thing, and he was playing to the crowd? A popular meme? I feel like I've seen it mocked a few times. Is it? I, I used to use it all the time on early mm. talk writers when we talked about love and relationships in games. <laughs> Careless mm. whisper. To me, it's it's the most sensual jam ever. <laughs> it's very sensual. Mm-hmm. 
But so, comic books, though. Oh, whoops. Pax, we did a lot of, uh, I don't know, we saw mostly games, because it is a game convention. Mm-hmm. But, uh, what is that? I went by, uh, I went by the, oh, the Oni Publishing mm-hmm. booth. They were, they were there in full force, selling Scott Pilgrim. In color. color, yeah. Mm-hmm. Though I am annoyed that they're apparently just doing one color collection yep. a year. Like, yeah. come on, guys, do two a year. Like, it's that's three years of profits. I just buy the collection in seven years. You're not going to read it again immediately. Yeah, I know. In seven years, I'll be ready for it. And uh, though I also they saw they had this book there they were really talking up called the Sixth Gun, mm-hmm. which they said is a, a bit of an occult Red Dead Redemption in a comic book form, and so. Hmm. I didn't buy it uh, there. I bought it on... I I didn't believe it for a second. I wasn't going to pay cover price. Mm. So I bought it on Amazon for much cheaper later. That'll, uh, I haven't got it in the mail yet, so I, I can't give an opinion. But it got a lot of positive press, uh, so I'm still going to put it on the page for this ish- episode. Mm. Issue. I'm glad you brought that up, because right next to them uh, mm-hmm. were Jim Zub and Long Bo of... Um, Udon. Uh, oh, I did Udon. see Udon's booth. Yeah. yeah, so they were right there doing drawings. Awesome. Of, like any character for like 25 bucks. Yeah, what? that's what, somebody came what? by our booth looking for them. Character. Yeah. So I had Jim Zub uh, draw Anne on Amaterasu. Uh, really? You son of Okami. a... Damn it, you, you that's where that picture came from. I didn't you, know I they were doing the picture. that. You didn't know they were sitting oh, right man. next to the booth you I were know. at. Man, I paid, I paid $20 for goofy t-shirts. I should have oh, bought a... Man. I should have... Bought them a drawing. I was looking I at say, looking at my room. Great. It looks like an episode of Hoarders. You have enough goofy T-shirts, and no new goofy T-shirt will ever replace an old goofy T-shirt. Well, there was such a cool persona one though there. And also, I actually did need to replace a goofy T-shirt because my uh, Super oh, Meat Boy one is wearing out, so I had to uh, replace it and get a, it's new a great Super shirt. Meat though. Boy. I thought you were going to say yeah. it like ripped in half when you bent over or something like that. That would have been hysterical. Shut up. That is always funny when that happens to somebody. It's funny. It is funny. But I felt um, I felt really ridiculous because I went up there like, I don't remember what day it was. I was super tired. I just noticed mm-hmm. they were doing this. I was like, I need to get something for Anne. What's Anne's favorite character? I'm like, no, I shouldn't ask them to draw DC characters mm-hmm. because they kind of represent, they're like Cap, you know, Marvel versus Cap. Street Fighter mm-hmm. comics. They, they do Marvel and, and Capcom mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So I'm like, okay, I can't, no, Green Arrow is a bad idea. Oh, man. And I was super tired, and I just came off like this babbling psycho. I'm like, <laughs> what kind of characters do you do? do you want, what do you want to do? And, I, and I looked like a ridiculous, weird person. <laughs> and then I said like to Jim Zub on Twitter, I said, hey, thanks for the drawing. And I'm like, oh, no, now it looks even weirder. Because I, uh, I just tweeted at him after that, and he didn't, he didn't reply to that. Mm. And now, now, now I feel like a weird, strange person. <laughs> Well, you should. You did the right thing. You gave an artist money for their work. That's yeah, that's the right. right. Thing. Yeah, that's the did thing you did. see at the at the Disney at the Epic Mickey booth that they no. had Disney artists there? Yes, they, they've been doing that forever. I did, I had never seen that. Before. Yeah, they've been doing that at every E three, and uh, I missed out. I would have totally yeah. gone there and gotten. Gee, uh, with your Oswald ears. <laughs> I I don't want those. Oswald you not see what ears. I have? I have a Roger Rabbit and a, a flower from Bambi. Damn. Who? I think I. I'd get Iago, maybe. I'd like get him or uh, or an Iago Jafar pair. That'd be cool. That's two characters. You're gonna have to get to the back of the line. Sir. Well, okay, Iago then. But uh, 
Or Oh Henry <laughs> So happy to be on your wall <laughs> Here's a cracker Here's a cracker See I got away from the mic when I did it That was the difference Did you read the story today about Glenn Beck <laughs> No Glenn Beck the, Okay so Glenn Beck I read this on Destructoid. The but person in the universe. Yeah, the guy who was too much of a sham for Fox News. <laughs> he, uh, he, he still has a very popular radio show, that ass face. Mm-hmm. So apparently he told a story that he, uh, he's a big Oswald fan, Chris, believe it or really? not. Really? Yep, you and Glenn Beck could have something in common. The fuck? So he really wanted them Oswald ears. Mm-hmm. So he says a friend of his, this is the story as he tells it, a friend of his went to the GameStop Expo thing, mm-hmm. and here's Warren Spector or a people Texas? associated with Epic Mickey mm-hmm. giving away the Oswald years. And then the guy who is this is all how Glenn Beck tells it. Mm-hmm. The guy who was being given the ears uh, uh, said, "Like, oh, thanks. This is for Glenn Beck, believe it or not." And then either Warren Spector or Warren Spector's associate said. <laughs> Glenn Beck, or no one associated with Glenn Beck gets these ears and t- took them yes. back. Yes. Awesome. That's but then Glenn Beck somehow did get the ears because they had a pic- Like, he must have secretly stolen them or something. Really, Disney's really sweet. had a picture of him. Yeah, but. I believe I'm getting some shipped to me. But uh, so I just want to say I was I got proud. Brett to Warren Spector, who I can confirm, I think, remembers at least what I look like. <laughs> that, was, that was kind of awesome. Uh, he should hire you too. He should yeah, be a consultant should. on Epic Mickey 3. He should, Epic Mickey 3. I don't know. That seems too early to confirm something like that. Just kidding. Yeah, nobody where, there, may... where there's twos, there's threes. Yeah. There's never... There's, yeah, a game has to fail really hard in number two to not get a three. Mm-hmm. Especially in the economics of today's gaming world where I shouldn't be talking about games. Anyway, mm-hmm. so... On the way of uh, on the way to PAX, though, I did read some more comics. I read, uh, oh, I, I read the entire Deadpool versus Marvel universe, all four issues of it. And just as I agree with you, Chris, mm-hmm. that it starts off with an interesting concept, and then just kind of like lets it go, and then just like totally gives into the inevitability of the concept, and there's no real interest to it, and and it, just, you, it shatters its own fourth wall too early, and yeah. And it gets it too early, too. of just mm-hmm. like, they say it in, like, I think even in the second issue, Deadpool basically just mm-hmm. talks to camera like, no, seriously, we're all puppets here, and that's why I'm killing everybody, and it, it, it is a sham. This is all a sham. And I also just hate it. It was something I hated in the uh, Punisher Kills Marvel Universe, mm-hmm. too. The way they just, like, cross over things and be like, oh, no, they would, he found a secret weapon that would do this like he couldn't kill the watcher like he couldn't <laughs> actually kill the watcher but then he just has to say i found a doodad of reed richard's place and that let me kill the watcher like, no, somebody killed the watcher before yeah the watcher has been killed by major galactic powers like i know the red the red watchers. hulk just beat the shit out of him who the red hulk uh, i do not recognize the red hulk as a in as a canonical comic really it's some of the worst trash that's ever been shit. Oh, I don't know. I'm enjoying those whole collections. <laughs> and then I also read the uh, infamous Justice League number 12, mm-hmm. where uh, Batman and... <laughs> where uh, Wonder Woman and Superman got it on. On a scale of come to boner, what do you give it? All they do is kiss. They don't even oh, like... God. But it is like so it's obvious. This should have happened at some point mm-hmm. before because... The only ones that can't, like, 
uh, beyond the whole physiology of mm-hmm. whether Superman could actually even have sex with a mm-hmm. human woman, they're the only super people like them who know each other's secret identities yep. would connect it anyway. That's yeah. why I love the end of Kingdom Come, partially, because mm-hmm. they not only found one another, finally, they realized, oh, we can actually conceive. Yeah. You're like the only, we're the only people we can conceive with. <laughs> You're the only one that can take my super sperm. Yep. That's why but, it's called Kingdom Come. Oh, oh Tyler Wilde. Dear. That was so easy. Hold on, I'm sorry. No, it was There's also no one of those, <laughs> they always have to like cut Lois Lane out of the picture because they say sucks. if things were going well for Superman, he should be with Lois Lane. That's his true love. But if he can't be with Lois Lane, then Wonder Woman is second best. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but it was overall an okay book. I, I, uh, I'm not liking the second. I didn't. It was the end of the second storyline in uh, Justice League that follows the first one, and they fought this new villain who was. I don't know. He's kind of lame. They tried to make. Trying to make up a cool new villain that could threaten the whole Justice League, but mm-hmm. he just had like crystals of his dead family on him and stuff. It was, man, it was just cheesy. <laughs> Sounds like a Dexter villain. Yeah, ugh, <laughs> and he what? leaves each one on a body. <laughs> well, it had. Well, it didn't have as stupid of a twist as Dexter, man. But I heard about that six season twist of Dexter. Right. Dexter, I, I was like, not. wow, I'm I glad I didn't it. watch. I'm glad I didn't watch. I stopped watching the oh, show. No, don't it bullshit. Yet. I still, I guess don't worry. If maybe... you watch it, you will know the twist. The first episode, you will know that. I think oh, I, I, think I, I, already, I already do. If it's what yeah. I think it is, it's something someone predicted before the episode came. You out. mean Edward James almost being yes. a ghost? Yeah. Wow, that's, right. that's a that's exactly what everyone we're all like, yeah, yeah. Like no, he's, very, he's very clearly not there. Yeah. Um, this is this yeah. is we all saw Fight Club over ten years ago. Dexter <laughs> maybe have a new twist. Yes, yes. Or or you're you watch it and you think this is so obvious this can't be the twist this is them tricking me. I remember me Tyler and not even talking about Harry. that. Like yeah, they're really gonna make him a ghost. No, they wouldn't do that. And then we stopped watching. And it then we stopped like, watching yeah. all the other. It, it was not a great season. It was a bad. Yeah, it became a bad show. It did finish breaking bad, which isn't a comic, but should be when the show ends. I think that Vince Gilligan dude is definitely mm-hmm. a comic book fan. Mm-hmm. Like I think is. The I feel like it is the origin of a supervillain. Is is he's his story? I don't know. I, I know it gets a lot of praise for being the best show on TV, but like, its cliffhangers are worthwhile. They're mm-hmm. always everything's followed through on. It's a very, very, very well written show. And the way I see like certain comics that are meant to be actually meant to be episodic and mm-hmm. tend to a storyline the whole season instead of just let's all throw it in at the last couple episodes, give you a finale to look, like build a finale so you have something to look forward to in the last three episodes. Mm-hmm. Like Breaking Bad is very good about tying up all of its loose ends all well, the time. Well, also Vince Gilligan used to write for X-Files, so that makes me yeah. think he's a nerd. And so <laughs> since he's a nerd, he must read comic books. Yeah, so. yeah. I, oh, well, I finished up Irredeemable. Mm. Uh, How did it feel at the end? Good? Worth the journey? Um, did it peter out? Yeah, I think it might have run its course before the ending. Yeah, um, I think I think that might have happened. And then I also was reading Incorruptible, and it's not that I think it's bad or I hated it. I just really wasn't interested. In the point where like I had to consider, I got to get rid of some hard drive space. You're gone. You're gone. I don't have room. <laughs> You're huge. It's an omnibus, so you like you got to get the fuck out of here. I don't yeah. really have any. I'm reading. I'm reading you to finish Irredeemable, and I'm in the last five issues, and I don't really care. And if I may spoil that. Whatever crossover they tease, that shit does not matter. There's no, there's no story element that you need to see what happens to Max, Max Damage, so he's standing there to be made useless. Yeah. 
That's basically how I felt about Incorruptible yeah. 2. It was a cool concept, but it seemed like he just... The way he just wanted to do it because it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, wouldn't it be interesting to have the opposite of this in a thing? Do a thing? Yeah. yeah. And I don't, I don't know why I'm really still loving Lock and Key. I, I, for some reason, I took a big break and picked that up in the second volume. And I, I finally finished all your stupid... Uh, uh, what? What's the My thing s- leading up to Garden, Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, Annihilation. Annihilation. I finished all that stuff. It's not, it's, Annihilation is not stupid. It's. I really wish I had skipped it all together. It's a big wave of things. If you don't oh, like... The Super uh, Scroll book was the best one. Really? Yes. Silver Surfer is the best one. Come no, on. that was just a bunch of spacey shit. Like, yes. I, I am powerful, but he might be more... It's just a bunch of like ethereal maybes, and like you just have to trust... <laughs> Okay, at the end of the book, the writer decided that this omnipotent being was the most powerful. Well... Where Super Scroll was about, like, a fucking exiled former assassin uh, trying to avenge his reputation. And, like, there was a bunch of... I thought there was a bunch of cool shit there. No, I... Twist is fun. Well, then, obviously, it wasn't made for you because... No, it's just, just like, a bunch... It's a lot of silly space stuff, and that takes a little bit to get past... But like no, it's not silly. Okay, the, the Nova Core stuff is, is cool. Yeah, I love Nova. Um, well, okay, did you actually read the real Annihilation, like the finale, yeah. the six issue one, and that was really good, right? I, I don't know. It for some reason didn't really do that much for me. It like it did almost nothing to like I maybe that I read them so fast. Maybe you were reading them over six weeks. No, I like no, it was the desolation of the whole and universe, and then like that's ah, cool now. No, we're it wasn't good. cool. The awesome moment where Ronan uh, broke his hammer on the dude's head. No, maybe and I didn't went, read that. What? Maybe I didn't read that. Whatever. You were. You were. Have you not? Okay. You were see, responsible no, for buying me is, these books. No, this is your. Okay, so you read the four miniseries then: Nova, uh-huh. Super Scroll, Silver Surfer, and Ronan. No, no, Ronan. Did you? But did you then read the six? Those all lead up to the actual Annihilation story. I read that, but I don't. think Where they I did. actually? What? I didn't, but I think I did. I where do. they fight, where they capture Galactus, where they fight Okay, Annihilus. I definitely read that one where, in the future soon. Where Nova, Nova fights. I didn't read that. I'm, I don't even know why I'm being coy. No, you I need didn't to read, read Annihilation. Motherfucker, I had you That's and Brett sit best. down. Like, which one's lead? Because all I was trying to read was Guardians of Galaxy. And you wouldn't tell you, like, yeah, you can't start that until you finish Annihilation. Well, you kind of And, do. like, not all Annihilation is really that good. And it doesn't even really matter once you get to Guardians of the Galaxy, which is fucking awesome, which is what I did read. Guardians of the Galaxy is hysterical, super fun, way less serious than all that other space drama. Uh, so much fun. I cannot wait to see that, that shit made into a full-on movie. No, yes. It, mm-hmm. uh, I hope that movie is successful. I, yeah, I can't it imagine. Won't be. I can't yeah. imagine. Who do you think it's, is going to play Cosmo? God. Oh, Cosmo. I love Cosmo. So, Cosmo is so great. And then uh, that he's uh, that he's a space dog with with a Russian accent. Yes. And also Mantis, uh, Mantis is cool. Mm. And they've got space lesbians too. Groot. And Groot. Groot. And I am Groot. And then they go like he always says I am Groot. And mm-hmm. then they say no, that's his language. He says it with different intonations, and that's him saying different words. Like that, <laughs> obviously, it it sounds like yeah. I am Groot to you, but because you're a plebe, but. What, did you read anything else? Um, no, I was really busy. I also I read more of Code Flesh, Code Flesh. which was uh, this interesting book about a um, a superhero bail bondsman uh, <laughs> who like who only takes cases of uh, giving bail to 
uh, super villains, and then he has to chase them down. Does Arkham offer bail? <laughs> no, but in this world, I am voting for New Man. It is a neat book. It, it, it did. It had art by Charlie Adler. Mm. It was awesome. Mm. The most fun people in this industry I've ever talked to, Charlie Adler. And then uh, Tyler, you haven't read much. Uh, you read. You read an Udon uh, drawing. <laughs> yes. a, a receipt. I a did. receipt. You read an Udon receipt. Yes, I read um, that. No, I want to read. I want to read more Lock and Key because I started and it was good, mm-hmm. but I haven't. Is what I'm saying. You've been I super see. busy though, right? I've been very busy. Yeah, and we went to PAX. It's a busy thing. And On I a was plane. Sick. I was. Like, I'm going to make fun of you for a second here. Huh. I said last week I was so sick mm. that like you could have read it on. That's when I read I my stuff on the on the pl- no. I don't read on planes. What do you do on planes? I, what do you I, do? I just kind of stare into space. Really? I really don't like to. I don't know. I don't know. How come Reading there's so comics. many pictures of you and I sitting next to one other on a plane and like totally falling asleep? Yeah, they're adorable pictures, by the way. I snored on the plane. I was on the same flight as Ty- fucking Tyler. I got to sit in the front, well, not front row, but mm-hmm. way in the front of the plane. I was in yeah. aisle twenty-six, and it would it would technically be first class if we didn't fly United, where first class is like a subpar like mm-hmm. uh, Virgin plane. Yeah, like yeah. Well, you know, when our company has to pay for it, we fly United. So. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, our right. plane was so just sorry. They were just like CRT TVs and like things that looked like they used to be what? ashtrays. Yes, and like I was like, what? The What's hell is with, this? with the ashtrays <laughs> and CRT televisions? And even if there are CRT like, televisions, why do you still play the movies off of VCR? I, know. I see the tracking <laughs> errors. I know what you're doing. Could you? Uh, could you buy a new plane? You can buy. <laughs> I'll buy you a DVD player. I'll buy every plane in United a DVD player. <laughs> At the end of the day, I'll have spent a thousand dollars. Just like I haven't <laughs> flown United in so long. Even mm-hmm. Southwest doesn't mm-hmm. have CRT. Yeah, we had that, that nightmare where, like, you know, I get a message from Elson, like, "You are you anywhere near here? Because there's a lot more shit that you have to deal with beyond checking mm-hmm. your bag. What are you talking about?" And like. You need to hurry up and get here. And I have, I gotta tell you, I have not tooled around a tarmac in a small car that long since Grand Theft Auto 4 or the 1980s because you have to go outside and be shepherded out there, be put into a little tiny vehicle and taken across the fucking airport tarmac. Wow, to that your didn't gate. happen to me. It happened no, to us. that didn't happen to us either. Wow, that was crazy. It was, it was terrible. Like, wow. in the, you don't mention anywhere that the gate I'm checking into isn't the gate I have to be. I could have gone to the other gate. I could have gone over there, even if your kiosk wasn't there. I get it. This added an hour and a half onto my fucking flight time, and you're lucky I showed up as early as I did. Oh, Sorry. Hate complaining about flying. I, had well, to I, I was on the same flight back with Brett also. Mm-hmm. It was quite a flight. Mm-hmm. Brett and your buddy Yuri. Yuri! He's not, he's not a bad dude. Better not say anything bad about Yuri. Speaking of... Uh, all right, so comic book news briefly. Mm-hmm. First off, at PAX, Capcom had an awesome poster. Oh, no, I good. have to say, it was really that cool. Was great. You you can't say it because then it'll sound like you're just you know. No, I, I, stuff, I've but. I've said earlier that Infinity Gauntlet poster is absolutely astounding. Yeah, but this one, so the after they spoofed a Marvel cover, mm-hmm. now they've uh, turned they've uh, turned the other cheek. I can't. No, that's not the right. Whatever. They did a Mega Man 2 cover. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so it was the Mega Man 2 cover with Mega Man where he should be, but shooting his laser his laser at Captain mm-hmm. America and Wolverine and... Uh, Crash Man's level, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's so it's such an awesome cover. Yeah, and the, I mean, and I can't confirm this, but like it was supposedly a lot sillier before 
where they were going to stay in the spirit of how Mega Man 2, the box doesn't really represent Mega Man all that well, and the Marvel characters weren't going to represent themselves that well. I believe Captain America's shield triangle. Uh, Wolverine is holding up two knives. But you can't and confirm it. I can't confirm that that actually happened, but it looked awesome. <laughs> it looked I hilarious. See. Also, I heard there's a release date now from uh, Marvel Origins. Do tell, um, since you know it so well. Like, uh, I'm not confirming any fucking dates for you. You're not going to trick me. No, I think I think this was news. Uh, all right, well, before I forget, uh, also they announced the voice actor for... Uh, there's a new Joker voice actor in the... I know it is. Dark Knight Returns cartoony film. Who is he, Chris? Because I didn't watch Lost. He's Ben Linus from Lost. He talks... Very exasperatedly, all the time, Jack. <laughs> I, it wasn't me. It was the one. That's my impression of Ben Linus from Lost. Uh, was ben, he in other J.J. Abrams? Yes, thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes, he's in Person of Interest. Um, I think that's the dude, oh, right? I, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was, it wasn't me, Jack. I'm not the one you're looking for. He's the poor man's Kevin Spacey. I have no idea what kind of joker he's going to do. Um <laughs> Is he secretly gay like Kevin Spacey? He really seems gay. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, Kevin Spacey should just come on. Kevin Spacey. Yeah, dude. Come on, Lex Luthor, Kevin Spacey. We all love Kevin. you. Yeah. Come on, brother. He won't judge you. You're going to disappear from the public eye right after you uh, do a singy-dancy movie and you think we're not going to know? Come on. All right, yeah. So Marvel vs. Capcom Origins does have a release date. It is September 25th on PSN and September 26th on XBLA. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, you should. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking sweet. I didn't, uh, though, you know, I, what I liked most about the original Marvel vs. Capcom and the original Marvel superheroes was the Spider-Man art was mm-hmm. so specifically uh, informed by Mark Bagley's Spider-Man. And mm-hmm. Mark Bagley was my favorite Spider-Man drawer of the 90s. My favorite thing now is that fucking Thanos stage. Mm, I don't remember that. Dude, it's incredible. And in Marvel vs. Capcom 1, you fight Onslaught, right? Is that right? Uh, or is Jin? what? It's Marvel vs. Capcom one, and, uh-huh. and it's Marvel superheroes. Oh, and also the um, what was another thing? Did you see that the there is a new Judge Dredd movie? Like, yeah. how did I miss that? Hap- like, it's finished. Yeah, it's coming I, out soon. I, it's called Dread. Dread three. I had not been paying Dread attention. It's unfortunate. I, I have hope for it. I, I think. Like, I saw a trailer for it, and like, this looks. It looks bad, but then the the Judge Dredd is the bad part. Mm-hmm. This doesn't look like a bad characterization of Judge Dredd. That's who Judge Dredd it is. It seems true to the bad character that is Judge Dredd. Yes, which he's technically, I don't know. I mean, he's an old character. What do you want from me? <laughs> uh, also, I saw that the... Um, the Jim Carrey's in Kick-Ass 2. He ju- has that been confirmed? I read yeah. it was like still up in the air. Which yeah. I, I don't That's remember. Awesome. I want to watch Kick-Ass again because I'm like, this movie's awesome, this movie's awesome. And that ending seemed like it was taken directly from a studio note. <laughs> what was the ending? I don't, like, the fucking score from the Rocketeer crept in and mm. he rescued Hit Girl and, like, the movie became uh, all yeah. of a sudden, like, lost no, lost all of its principles in the final moments. Just lost its balls. And, and- yeah, it became, like, this ultra-happy, just totally, I don't know. Mm. Like, I thought, I thought the ending ruined that... Yeah, it definitely All does feel movie, like studio notes uh, for me. And I only read the comic. I have not seen the movie yet. Yeah. I really ought her, shouldn't I? Yeah. Yeah. Say so stick around and watch it tonight, but I know you won't. Nope. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm tired. I We're all so tired. 
Anyway, guys, more excitement on the other side. After we all yawn and sigh. <sighs> yeah, let's get to more excitement. Nah, you didn't want to hear the other movie news. It was oh, what was the other movie news? Dark Knight director's cut rumored to be coming. Hmm. 30 extra minutes. What? Th- well, that, you know, honestly, the movie should have been three hours long. It seemed. Why not? Go at for points, both. Yeah, at points it seemed like it wanted to just be two 90-minute films. Like, it should just been. No, it seems. It, if you watch the. Your retrospective, I mean, this is. A, I'm not plugging my shit. I'm saying it's a good analogy. It's all about reuse all all of his appearances. Uh-huh. So the beginning, plenty of time spent on Street Fighter One, plenty of time spent on Street Fighter Two. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's his videos really stacking up. Street Fighter Three, we're gonna have to get through this really fast. And then everything else is mentioned in like five <laughs> seconds, and that's how the dark the Dark Knight Rises feels to me. Like it takes its fucking time, and then mm-hmm. just starts going. Bah, 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 we gotta get to the end. Yeah. We got all the time in the world. Oh, no, slow shit. down. Jesus, you could have explained some of this. Like, spend a little more time here. I get that it's... We like, know you know how to explain it. Yes, I get that it makes sense now and everything falls in the line. Most things fall in the line when watching that movie a second time. But it's still, you know, you could, you could explain some a couple of things here and there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That it had, yeah, it definitely felt more rushed. Like, dark. the end of The Dark Knight felt right. Like, it mm-hmm. felt, felt uh, evenly paced throughout. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, well. All right, when we come back on the inside, the question of the week. Yeah, we'll see you there. Ain't nobody bad like the media man. Ain't nobody bad like. You can't stop this. You can't stop this. Ain't nobody bad like. Ain't nobody bad like the media man. Hello, all. This is uh, the old break on the podcast where I plug at you incessantly and tell you to give us money. Gimme! So anyway, yes, this is Cape Crisis is hosted by LazerTimePodcast.com That's the uh, super duper podcasting and everything else site run by our old pal Chris Antista. That's the home of the LazerTime Podcast full of love of the 80s, 90s and early 2000s back when we were happy and healthy. Uh, <laughs> Lots of great podcasts there. There's also VG Empire, Brett Elston's um, tribute to video game music. Another great listen. Download both of those if you like this podcast. Also, if you'd like to help LazerTimePodcast.com, there's so many ways you can. There's a little donate button on the on the site. You'll see it on the left side. Just click on that. You can give a little PayPal donation. Help us out. There's also T-shirts, LazerTime T-shirts. Purchase any of those, and that kicks a little money our way. Or if you'd like to help in the simplest way, in the way that uh, we don't directly give us any money, on the right side of the screen, you'll see a bunch of links to Amazon. Just click on any of those. You can buy the thing that it links to or buy anything in the tab where you opened up that Amazon listing and the money will come. We'll get a little bit of that money and it really helps us out. So... Uh, also, if you're listening to us on iTunes or Zoom, thank you. We appreciate any reviews and ratings that we get on either of those. They really help us in our rankings. So please, if you haven't reviewed or rated us five stars yet, please, please, please do so. And uh, oh, also on LazerTimePodcast.com, I want to mention there's uh, really funny recurring features on there like Poison Popcorn and Ladies Night. Both very good. You should give those a read. Lastly... Hank's Corner, the pick of the week. This week, I am going to suggest the series Code Flesh, which I'd read over the weekend on the on uh, 
uh, the way to PAX. It was a really good comic. Uh, it, it was very short lived, and it uh, it's also it's it's got art by Charlie Adler in it, which is very strange to see the artist on Walking Dead in have his art in color. But it's an interesting book about with a cool concept of a bail bondsman superhero dude that brings in supervillains who are jumping bail. Give it a read. The, the collection, uh, the link to the entire collection uh, to buy it on Amazon is on the page of this episode on lasertimepodcast.com. So check it out there. All right. And now back to the rest of the show. Avengers Assemble! And we're back, everybody. Hello. So, I was mentioning to the boys, I forgot to say this in the first part, one news story that broke last week was that there was a proposed Transformers Justice League crossover. Mm-hmm. And so the what? art, the uh, it was proposed by Phil Jimenez, who is one of the best artists around right now. Like he, and, oh, This is well, all really pretty. Yeah, I was going to say, at first I said right uh. now, but he's actually been, like, he's been a major artist since the mid-90s. Mm. And he's so awesome, but it's also the kind of thing... Like you figure, some the the companies would suggest this, not an awesome artist like Phil Jimenez. But yeah, it's just he did it, like three great picture pieces of art for it, like uh, Optimus Prime as a Green Lantern, mm-hmm. and uh, oh what what's that other one? Megatron holding Superman's torn up cape. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just so cool. But apparently, what Aquaman battling those water based. Transformers? Uh, yeah. I don't fucking know. Well, and then... so pa- There is a Batman Transformer in here, very clearly. Apparently what... Uh, I'm guessing a Batmobile Transformer. Seriously. No, it should be. be pretty cool. Uh, Sadly, it got... Uh, it apparently got uh, done in by the New 52. When they rebooted, they decided not to do it. doesn't mean once DC you know, writes itself into a hole in another six months, it's mm-hmm. still possible. That is another thing. I have not read any... Uh, before Watchmen, still, but I did read a review of Before Watchmen, and man, did the uh, the night the uh, Night Owl one apparently is like awful, like really? so bad. Yeah, See, he was the most interesting. He's their Batman. Yeah, but in this they made like they said it was written like it was an eighth grade student yep. like the essay. It's terrible. Only I have this <laughs> the second and third issue of Doctor Manhattan. I'm not sure what it is about my new gig. But there are tons of free new comics that Man. I guess just get sent to us, uh, and unfortunately, none of them are. They're all like issue number six hundred, and <laughs> I, what am I going to do with this? Just throw it away. Well, so this you uh, wanted to ask about cr- things you wanted to see crossover. We yeah, did that. We already did that already in a we, previous so episode. Ask it. Even though it'd be perfect, we should have saved it for when this news would break. <laughs> yes. uh, but before we get on to this week's question, we already have last week's question to talk about. Oh. Which, as I asked it, uh, are Marvel and DC pushing out creative people with too many rules? Mm. And that uh, that uh, that sentence doesn't really work. It should be, are Marvel and DC's rules pushing out creative people? Atta boy, Hank. Anyway. Chops. The, um, 
Uh, I'll read the first response. That's Spades Slick. He replied saying, most writers realize that writing with a co- or corporate character is an entirely different beast than the c- character they own, and sometimes that can grate on them. I would say that most leave as a natural part of their career instead of, instead of due to frustration with the big two. Mm-hmm. I, think that, but I think there is a talent to writing, within mm-hmm. a cor- writing something great within a corporate framework. Tons of restrictions, tons of rules, and you still make something great means you're great. Yeah, but eventually there sometimes there can be too many rules, or sure. there's a change in management. And sure, I, I mean speaking as as a very very skilled writer, right. sometimes <laughs> you just get the feeling like you you can't just trust me. <laughs> like I've been doing this for a while. No, like, no, yeah. I can't trust you. I'm, uh, I'm a boss for a reason. Uh, Juice and Pancake said, "Anytime an artist is free to create their own vision without compromises, I'll support it." Should not have called myself an artist. If, <laughs> if that requires going independent or to a less popular publisher, so be it. My wallet is open for the artists, not the corporations. All right. I, yeah. Is are there exclusive arrangements here? I do see a lot of people who. There write. are writers who do exclusive who do deals with. Oh, yeah. There are some writers who go exclusive. There's a deal they, like Brubaker, who was one of the writers I talked about last week quitting Marvel, one of the deals he had that was why he stayed at Marvel for a while was that he got to do creator-owned stuff within their imprint. Like, it was, and the same with Bendis got to do it too. It was like a favor they did. Marvel's like, we'll just publish this thing for you that you get to own if you write seven Avengers comics a month. Like, do that. And if you still have energy to write something else, we'll publish that too. Let's see here. Pedo Bearclaw says, Everyone is always going to want a good Spidey or Batman story, and there will always be a writer that wants to crack those characters. However, I think Marvel and DC have earned the right to protect their characters or move a story in a way they see fit. Also true. But should still leave some creativity and growth. Mm -hmm. Room for it. Yeah. And Transformers. Very, yeah. If they want to make money, they should. Uh, Stupid Sexy Wild, spelled like... Uh, wild. Tyler Wild. Tyler Wild. Hi. Stupid sexy wild femship. Uh, maybe I maybe. I can't really say as I only got back into comics about a year ago. It does seem like a rough pass re- patch recently. Mm. And then uh let's see, one more. Cody Stovall. Unless it's Batman, just make your own stuff if you can afford to. <laughs> only the only Cody Batman. Stovall gives it to him straight. <laughs> And there were a lot of really good conversations there, but I'm just going to focus on those. But So thank you, all the guys who commented. And, uh, so this week's question. This is one I thought up just now. But um, So you know how much I love The Amazing Spider-Man. So this is a what? Spider-Man question. Oh. The, uh, not the film. I mean the comic mm. series, Amazing Spider-Man. So they just had the 50th anniversary issue, mm-hmm. but by the end of the year, they're going to have the 700th issue. Mm-hmm. The uh, writer of the book, Dan Slott, is being very secretive about what's in issue 700, but what he's open about is that he thinks people will want to kill him after it, or that it's so crazy that it'll make people kill him. So, within some realm of seriousness, like, let's not go totally crazy, but within some idea of seriousness, what do you think it is he's planning to do in issue 700 that would get people so upset? I'm going to go first. I think he is going to kill Peter Parker. I think that he is setting it up that he, Peter Parker will be replaced in the book. He's introduced this new character called Alpha who's really annoying. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's 
like this new sidekick for Spider-Man who has tons of powers and no responsibility, and he thinks the world is there Great for him. Great power with no responsibility? Exactly. Oh, it goes against everything we know. But I think Spider-Man, I think then Peter Parker will be killed. He'll mm-hmm. die to teach that kid a lesson about responsibility, and he'll Whoa. take it over the book. At least for like ten issues or something. Mm-hmm. Just like the uh, the 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 Buffy uh, episodes I happen yes. to be watching, in which yes. Faith, uh, the other Slayer, uh-huh. has no respect for power, none, kills a man, mm-hmm. and shows no remorse, no remorse, and um, and Buffy has to you know find a way to bring her back to reality. Anyway, I think he's yeah. gonna Peter Parker's gonna be gay for this night. <laughs> uh, get together. I think Spider Man will be killed, but the question is by whom? Mm-hmm. Mysterio. And they just had Mysterio and Ultimate in the Spider Man. Mysterio, he'll be murdered. Yeah, but the non Ultimate one will come back to life. Oh, I see. Murder. I thought they pointed out that he'll be killed by the lamest Spider Man villain of all time. (laughs) There's way more lame Spider Man villains than Mysterio. The the lamest Sinister Six. Okay, yes, he is the lamest (laughs) Sinister. Well,. Yeah, yeah, he is. Looking, his powers are pretty Craven grand. is pretty lame. He's fucking stupid. Yeah. He's fucking I'm stupid. a wild man yes. from the... Yeah, also, backup question. Who's the stupidest member of the Senator, Sinister Six? <laughs> is it... Uh, is? <laughs> it can't be Sandman. Sandman's pretty... Well, Sandman's stupid, but I, he's got I all that power. I'm not up on the new Amazings, but I hear Doc Ock has essentially been nerfed and or ruined. No, I wouldn't say that. They no. made him crazy smart, like oh. smarter than ever. But if by nerfed you mean he's also a a um, basically a coma victim, like yes, that coma he, victim. He, well, yeah, he as they pointed out, you sh- you haven't gotten up to Spider Man six hundred yet in the um, I'm in on the like, one more. I'm on like three hundred. Well, no, no, in Brand New Day, there's uh, well, you skipped Brand New Day and went to Big Time, didn't you? No, I, well, I did both. Well, in Brand New Day, there's a story called "I Died in Your Arms Tonight," mm-hmm. and in it. Um, it's the first time Doc Ock showed up since the reboot, mm-hmm. and their big change with him was that he was uh, that he had suffered dozens of concussions from fighting superpowered I people. Heard, I heard about that. I did not get to it, and so it debilitated him to the point where he's basically just like a malnourished corpse, and he, his body is withered mm. and just supported by robotic stuff everywhere. And now he's got eight robo legs because none of his legs work. And none of none of his legs work, but his, his human legs don't work. Anymore. I think we're going to see the return of the Spidey Mobile because that I do a, love the Spidey Mobile. That is a toy waiting to happen. Peter Parker will turn out to be a hardcore Ron Paul supporter. Yes, <laughs> and we'll go, yes. we'll go on the campaign. Yeah. He'll come out as a Mitt Romney supporter. Yeah. Vote for Romney, guys. Vote for Romney. I support. Yeah. He's oh great. man, if Romney. If somehow Romney gets elected, if they, if they did a Romney cover with Spider-Man, that'd be crazy. You know they won't, because nobody who, nobody who reads cares. That's true, yes. <laughs> well, Sorry, I don't know, now even... we're going to get negative comic. Don't talk about politics, because they're mine and dumb. <laughs> <laughs> do even non-reading, but I mean, do even Republicans like Mitt Romney? I mean, come on, like, look, all right, I'll admit that John Kerry kind of sucked. Like, oh, yeah. he, he was a shitty guy, but... The thing was to not vote for Bush. Like, this was, here was the guy who was most likely of anyone in the world to beat Bush. He didn't because he was a loser, but, but it was, I was supporting Kerry because I didn't like Bush. So really, do you guys actually think Mitt Romney, do you think Mitt Romney is really the future? Is he just the guy you don't want to vote for? Gosh, he sure looks like a president, though. (laughs) 
He really does. That's, he really that's does. the whole so point. No, no. Well, uh, presidents presidents are black from now on. Ah, yeah, that's, that's good. So he doesn't look like it. From here on out. Yeah. Only black presidents. Mm-hmm. I would. That's fine. But no, he totally does look like, you know, on those TV shows where they don't want to date it by drawing the president. So they just draw a, um, just a carbon, just a regular, like, here's a guy. He looks presidential, mm. like just a fake movie president or something. He definitely looks like that. Uh, like the he, president in X-Men 2. <laughs> he, he could play a president in a movie pretty darn well. Mm-hmm. In real life, um, that would be great if you're, if you're, do, if, if. Once Romney doesn't win, and uh-huh. I'm not going to vote, so I don't give a shit. Uh, somebody who casts television shows should definitely get Mitt Romney to play the president. Well, on no, like, he's going to be on a, like an episode of Gossip Girl. He's or He's going to be a like Fox that. News correspondent. He can obviously. do both. That's what you do. He can do That's both. What you do now. Ugh. Oh wait, on the subject of what do I think Dan Slott's going to do in yes. Spider-Man 700? Uh huh. I think because it's too late to change anything, Spider-Man is going to kill the Kingpin as characterized by Michael Clark Duncan. Oh, it's too, oh, it's too, it's too yeah. late to pull the presses. Uh, that is sad. R.I.P. Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, I know. Died before. Well, no, you did die before your time. He did, but you were a very large man. But <laughs> he, it's sad that he died. Had a lot going against him, but yeah, uh, but fucking awesome, dude. Uh, yeah, I even feel like watching the Green Mile. Even when he was trapped playing the magical black man in uh, in films <laughs> but like that the movie Green kind Mile. of created the magical black man. <laughs> It had existed in, it and it was literally before. magical. It wasn't yes. people like he wasn't teaching people to live their life via whimsy. He was yeah. actually committing miracles. I'm with Paul Mooney on 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 distaste for the Green Mile. He did a great job with the stuff given to him. But did you re- remember when Paul Mooney was on? Uh, okay, Paul Mooney was on. It was the Ask a Black Man sketch on yes. Dave Chappelle, and he Dave Chappelle did a celebrity one where he asked. One of them was Stephen King, and Stephen King was saying, um, "Hey, how come black people only go to black doctors and black whatever?" And and, and, then, and then Paul Moody was just having none of it. He would not reply, answer his question. He's like, "Fucking Paul, fucking Stephen King, these Green Mile stuff." I'll tell you what would be a really scary book. N-word with a he didn't say N-word, but N-word with a brain. I bet that really scare you, Stephen King. Fuck. <laughs> I was saying that I I, I had. I know there's something about being on a plane that makes you like everything you watch a little more if you're awake, but I, I hated the movie, uh, and I really wanted to like it. I hated the movie Talladega Nights at the time, mm-hmm. and I just remembered I watched it on a plane recently, and I forget. I totally forget what Will Ferrell said to Michael Clark Duncan. Like, Don't you put that evil on me! Don't you put... No, he was he was such a funny guy. It was, was that line he yeah the Clark Duncan line was fucking hysterical. Don't you put that evil on me? I'm, I reminded myself like you got to start saying that all the time. Well, and he was you know he was easily the best part of Daredevil. Like he was mm-hmm. he was great as no one else alive could play the kingpin. Mm-hmm. People, I think some people maybe gave him gave him crap back. Things like kingpin's not black. You know who's really celebrating? But, what? Ving Rhames. Ving Rhames is happy to have Michael Clark Duncan gone. Uh, yes, now I can be the biggest, blackest, and baldest. Ving <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rames is... I don't know. Ving Rhames has been kind of phoning it in lately. I think he, just, he looks much older. Yeah, did you see him? His, like, two seconds in Mission Impossible 4? Uh, spoiler, like it matters. Yeah. 
Mission Impossible Four is awesome. No, it's great. Like, it's great, but, but like the, the, the fact, fact they acknowledge there's an yeah. overarching yeah. continuity to it, like shut which there up. isn't. Who they, cares? Yeah. No, nobody cares. No, <laughs> he's a spy, and in every movie he's playing a spy. That's all, right. that's all there is to it. So, in the forums on lasertimepodcast.com, you can find this week's question, which is, what do you think is going to happen in Amazing Spider-Man 700? And maybe say, share also your favorite Michael Clark Duncan memories. Hmm? He's a great dude. Mm. Uh, and so, I guess that's about it. Just uh, time for plugs, though. Let me just uh, again remind you guys, on uh, my day job at gamesradar.com, we have a new podcast Radio Radar, please listen to it. I'm sure you are. I'm sure you already are. I don't even need to tell you. you know, tells you, especially because if you were subscribing to Talk Radar, like it replaced that in your feed. So, you know, have fun. Uh, and uh, let's see who else. You still got all those old Talk Radars up there. Yeah, they're still they still exist, I and they and they're still on the FTP. And just go to the site. All the old pages of Talk Radar are there, so you can download a hard download them off that too. Uh, Tyler, do you have any plugs? I want to I plug something for Anne wow. because I love the contrast that you're talking about Radio Radar. And uh, Anne has just posted Talk Station. Speaking of horribly named podcasts. <laughs> uh, that is uh, PlayStation, the official magazine's official mm-hmm. PlayStation podcast, Talk Station. Uh, mm-hmm. a, a guy named Michael Rapars may or may yes. not be involved with it. Hosted uh, by uh, Angela... Submariner Lewis, um, right. and, and Lewis. Michael yes. Rippy Wicky Parez, yeah, Michael Rapares. and uh, Buttery Butters, S- Scott Lando, yes. uh, Scott Butter, yes, yeah. Worth Butter, Scott Worth Butter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're. I don't think they're doing like a weekly thing. I think they're they're discussing each issue. Uh, mm-hmm. They're kind of on a monthly schedule, but that's what makes it special. That's right. right. It'll you be should a, savor it'll, every episode. You gotta savor it. Well, yeah. you know they. You know they have. Uh, they, they, you they have different restraints. And, you uh, shouldn't giggle, Chris. Laser time's turned by weekly. I mean, shut uh, up. Sh- oh, burn. God. I'm sorry. And Chris, uh, just for that, I'm not editing this. Oh, I mean, mm-hmm. you're the greatest, Chris, mm-hmm. and uh, everything you give, we love you for it. Chris you. would like to plug video games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And laser time, and give us and donate. Yeah, you all heard that in the break. All right. Good. Well, we'll see you next week on probably the last Cape Crisis for a couple weeks because I will be in Tokyo City, Japan. So until then, Excelsior! Excelsior!